When you know why you do something, what you get in return doesn't matter as much. If you don't know where you're headed, you'll never know when you arrive. That's what my mom always told me. She also said a lot of other quirky things like, clean your room, it'll make Jesus happy. But uh, as an adult, I've chosen to focus only on the statements that make sense to me all these years later. And hey, mom, if you're listening, my bed is still in made this morning. So there you go. There's probably sweet baby Jesus who's crying off in the background, but it's okay because at least I know where I'm going so that I could celebrate when I arrive. And knowing where I'm headed is probably, I'm just going to be real with you, the most daunting decisions that I'm facing right now. I mean, I know where I'm headed and that's straight to the tippity top. Okay. Okay. I just had to say that. No, I, I, I'm not going to make any apologies. If I can't say that I am headed straight to the tippity top, then many other people won't have the courage to say the dang thing. So I know where I am headed and I know where you're headed and that's straight to the tippity top. Okay. Maybe we should start our own hashtag straight to the tippity top. Okay. But there are so many decisions to make about getting to the tippity top. Now we're going to get real. Um, things that I'm going through right now, like I'm growing my team. How fast should we be growing? Uh, where's the best place or what are the best things to reinvest our business profits? Like how do I create balance in my work and my life? And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. It's hard to admit because I really love pretending like I have my stuff together. But really for me, it's all about having a vision now, if I can have a vision of where I want my life to go, the rest of the time, I'm just going to be taking each day as it comes and making adjustments. Because when you know where you're going, like the sideway tracks, like the pitfalls, the truck stops off a random highway in middle America, you're like, it's okay. I know where I'm headed. I'm just at a pit stop. So I actually had a conversation with my sister last week and she recounted a story that left an indelible impression. Okay. So indelible might be like my SAT word for the day and it might be a strong word, but I'm going to use it because indelible is the word and I'm going to use indelible to retell this story. And I'm probably going to botch a few of the details of the story, but I promise I'm going to leave the center of this story fully intact because we spoke about hard work and setting goals, regardless of how lofty they appear. And then she told me the following. Teams from around the world gathered to compete in a survival competition in the toughest situations. They had to travel over 300 miles in the snow and the blistering cold to the finish line. So the most determined a pace could be would be about 20 miles per day, and that would be the best route. One team darted from the starting line and completed 35 miles that first day, but only finished 10 miles the following day due to exhaustion. Each day, they fell further behind, losing sight of their goal. And no, the goal wasn't the finish line necessarily. Sure, that was the end goal, but the daily feat, that daily goal was to simply work through 20 miles. That's it. The team that stuck to that and accomplished this goal, despite how small this goal seemed, they won the race. And that's when it hit me. Those who quietly sit behind a computer and study or practice or do the work that is required, 
like those people who do what they've been called to do for the love of learning and then they freely give to others in the name of moving the industry forward like those people they are putting in their 20 miles every day and we don't have to finish the the race first to know we ran a good race right our goal is to complete the 20 miles in the blistering cold until we get to 300 now as a kid if i said i was going to do something there was like no changing my mind once i begged my parents to take me to Disneyland. But when they said we couldn't afford it, I took to saving my own money. I ironed. Yes. Like I ironed dollar bills I received from like birthdays and babysitting jobs. And then I stuffed them into an empty bandaid box. Okay. As a side note, like, let me just state the fact I was a really weird kid. Not only did I iron dollar bills, I folded them neatly and placed them in, wait for it, a Band-Aid box. Who does that? I don't know. But here's the thing. Soon enough, that box was brimming with cash. And when my aunt heard of my dedication to earning my way to Disneyland, she bought my entire family tickets for Christmas. I love you, Auntie Carmela. Okay, so what did I do with the cash that I had saved in my Band-Aid box? Well, I used all of that cash to buy churros, an autograph book, and a set of Mickey ears, amongst a few other things. So if we take a step back, I can honestly say that this pattern has come to define me. Make a goal, set a laser focus, and work like a madwoman to go after it like I'll get out. Like another example was last month, my yoga studio challenged students to do the 30-40 yoga challenge, 30 classes in less than 40 days. At first I was like, you crazy, you and your namaste, mala beads, that's six classes per week. But then I decided to take the challenge. So then I set my laser focus and 39 days later, I met my goal and I'm really darn proud. Okay. So what does churros and yoga have to do with goal setting? Um, They're both good for the soul, okay? Because who does not love sugar cinnamon churros from Disneyland? If you have not had that, you are not living life, let me just say. And then you practice like days and days of yoga to burn it off. But okay, let's not go there. What do they have to do with goal setting? Well, besides like making me love life, they've also taught me a few things about life. We're gonna break those down. Three things that goal setting has taught me about what I need to do in my life and the impacts that it has. Number one, change what you do daily. Whether it was selling lemonade on the corner or attending a yoga class, doing something with regularity forced me to change. So if you wanna be a better writer, you must write every day. If you wanna be a professional photographer, you must shoot every day. If you want to run a marathon, you must train every day. When it comes to defining a goal, do something every day that will push you closer to it. And then number two, name it and claim it. Yes, like we sitting in church. If you have a goal, what I want you to do is verbalize it, no matter how stupid you feel. 
This simple act of sharing your goals helps others keep you accountable as well as it opens your heart to vulnerability and trust. Now, I know vulnerability is like the keyword for 2019 and it'll likely be the keyword for 2020. But what I really mean is when you open yourself up to admit to somebody and say, hey, I'm not sure if I can do this. Those people are the people that push you on through. On long and exhausting days, JD pushed me out the door to yoga even when I didn't want to go, and he encouraged me to finish what I started. Why? Because when I named it and I claimed it, he helped keep me accountable. So say it out loud, boo-boo, and then get people to help you along the way. Number three, it's never a failure. I once read that failure isn't a thing. It's actually a point of view. Because really... Even a broken escalator is still useful, like, right? Okay, so maybe the stairs aren't working in a mobile fashion, but you could still use those stairs to climb, right? Get it straight to the tippity top. Hey, ah, do you guys like how I looped that around? There you go. You're welcome. Because here's the thing. Every experience will put you closer to your goal, even if it doesn't come in the way that you had envisioned it, right? Like, I want you to learn from your mistakes or your shortcomings and then bounce back stronger. You can either choose to be bitter or you could choose to get better. Since the beginning of my business, I've realized the importance of setting goals and the way that it is so important as a review is one, two, three. Change what you do daily, name it and claim it, and know that it is never a failure. So, when we talk about the importance of setting goals, I want to take a step back and ask, how can I aim for a target if I don't even know where the bullseye is located, right? And how can you? When I started in 2007, I wrote my goals in a spiral bound notebook. These hopes and aspirations were also written on the tablet of my heart. And I know that that sounds super romantic and like I'm a poet, but legitimately, I write things in a notebook and I feel like there's like a Xerox copy in my heart. I often dreamed of my business and I thought where it was going to go. But as the years went by and then next thing you know, we're preparing for 2020 to begin and I saw how far I had come. And of my many dreams, none of them compared to the reality of what my life had become. I mean, I'm be real. I still have a very long way to go, but I am so thankful for how far I've come. It's so important for entrepreneurs to set goals. So I want to challenge you because you all know I love to do. I am doer. I want to take action. So I want you, beautiful podcast listener, to take time from your busy schedules and think about where you want your arrow to land at the end of this year. If you're listening to this in real time, 2020 has just begun and there is endless opportunities to turn your dreams into do's and make them happen. Now, the easy part is talking about a dream. The hard work begins when you actually do, right? Because like hoping is a dream and action is a success. Success only comes when you stick with a course of action to achieve what you want. Now, I want you to always remember that research proves that setting a specific goal ensures you have a chance of getting precisely that. So, in light of this, I like to think of broad lifestyle goals. So what's a lifestyle goal? Like what kind of life do I want to experience? How do I want my life to feel? And so when I 
create these goals, I then use my dreams to help me get there. So how exactly do you make your dreams a reality? For you to charge into 2020 with excitement and confidence, you have to know what worked and what didn't. And you have to know how you can improve. So to get your wheels turning on how you can do this in your business, I'm gonna walk you through three questions to nurture inspiration and goal set to your heart's content. And then I'm gonna ask you three questions to actually get into the nitty gritty strategy. Okay, three and three. Yes, here we are for it. So now let's get into the three questions to nurture inspiration. I love these. They make me all in my feels. Who doesn't like to be a little emo when you listen to a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Question number one, what worked well in 2019? I'm looking back at the year. So, and I want you to do the same thing. So I want you to start off remembering the positives of your year, because this will definitely put you in the right place to start your 2020 planning. Now you've heard of the saying, don't reinvent the wheel, right? The biggest takeaway I've learned in my years of business is to do more of what works right? I want you to double down on what worked really well last year. And I want you to commit to doing more of it to propel your business forward. Inspiration and nurturing that inspiration for goal setting in 2020. Well, that comes to question number two. What didn't work so well in 2019? I I really don't want you to harp on what didn't work. When I am reflecting on 2019, I choose to harp on what I learned not what didn't work. Was there a launch that didn't go as planned? Great. Now you can do better for this year's launch. Did you make a big mistake with a major client? That's okay. Now you know it'll never happen again. Although remembering the losses and the mishaps, they could sting. They could really kind of like chap your hide. But here's the thing. I believe it would hurt more to not learn from these lessons and make the same mistakes again in 2020. This brings us to our final and third question when it comes to nurturing inspiration for goal setting in 2020. This is a good one. What do you want to do more of? And this is the fun part. When you get to dream out loud and cast your vision for the new year, it's like you can breathe a big sigh of relief because you have a clean slate. You can imagine where you want to go. And I want you to commit yourself you will only do things that are really inspiring to you. And I really only want you making exceptions when they're absolutely necessary. And this step is really overlooked, but it is crucial to your happiness, contentment, and your ultimate fulfillment throughout the year without getting burnt out. So what do you want to do more of? One of my goals this year was to spend more time with my family. Work and travel can really be the enemy of quality time. I'm sure you can feel that, right? So I want to spend more time with my family, but saying I want to spend time with my family isn't the same as actually doing the work to spend time with my family. So I listed a series of do's to ensure I can make that come to life. So I take a sibling out for a date once a month. I plan a family dinner once a month. I meet my parents for lunch once a month. These are all actions that I'm taking to plan so that I can reach my goal. I am promising to make three changes in my schedule to accommodate my goal. And I believe I can make it happen because I want it. Last year, I sat with a group of entrepreneurs and we strategized for the year. We dreamt about our biggest goals and then we got our goals and then we divided them into quarters like 
a quarter in a year. So these big goals every three months. And then I started to work backwards to figure out how I could actually achieve them. This pretty much guaranteed I was only doing things that I truly wanted to do in my business. So now that you know what worked well, what you learned from and not do again in 2020, and now you know what you want to do more of, we are going to get into my favorite part. And that's the strategy. Y'all, as a business strategist, this is where I light up. Okay. So my friend Lewis Howes asked me questions about who I was and what I care about. And he explained that when you know why you do something, what you get in return doesn't matter as much. Ooh, wee, I feel like I need to say that again for the people in the back. When you know why you do something, what you get in return doesn't matter as much. Why? Because you are fulfilled. Because when you know why you do something, what you get in return doesn't matter as much because the feelings propel you to stand in your purpose. And I want to share with you these questions that he asked me because they completely transformed the way I strategize for 2019. And this is exactly what I'm leading with when I goal set for 2020. Question number one, what made you start your business? When you think back to what made you pick up a camera, go to design school, write your first book or sell that first house. Can you remember that drive that you had? Can you feel the excitement? I want you to remind yourself of what made you start in the first place. And this will lead you to understand your why. Number two, what is your ultimate business goal? A follow-up question or a different way to ask this question would be, how will you know when you made it? Because if you don't know what your ultimate goals are, the ones that take five or 10 years to build, you won't know when to pause, right? You've been working so long at them. And so without clarity, without knowing, wow, five years ago, 10 years ago, I said that if I made it here, then I will have made it. So without that type of clarity, you won't know when you'll finally be satisfied with your business and with your progress in your business. And my friends, to simply scratch off a goal on your list that you have spent years to create and not take the time to celebrate the momentous occasion or to celebrate that milestone or to take a step back and say, wow, life is better than I could have imagined. If we don't take time to celebrate that, we are going to be living an unfulfilled life. We're going to be feeling like we're burning ourselves out on both ends because we're not seeing progress, but you are making progress. The question now becomes, are you taking time to see the progress and to celebrate that progress? Now let's get into question number three. What are you committed to creating? I like to think of this question as like, what would it look like if you were living in your purpose every single day? What do you absolutely love doing? What is the thing that you could do every single day for the next three decades and still be fiercely committed to creating? I want you to create that. Boo, I don't want you to ever stop doing that. Because that, my friends, is the gift that you have been put on this earth to do. What you love to do and what you're good at doing, continue to do. Because as you stand in your purpose, you inspire others to stand in theirs. 
And I want to do a lot more when it comes to my dreams. And I know if you're listening, you made it this far. I know you want the same thing too. Like, so let's break this down into an example, right? Because I'm always about doing, but then people always say, but how? Okay, here's an example. I've walked you through the actions I was taking to spend more times with my family and the actions I was taking to map my aspirations. Your actions must map your aspirations. So let's say you are a family photographer. If you're looking to book three family photo sessions a month, what must you do to get there, right? Like I want you to list realistic and achievable action steps to get there. So what could those be? Well, if you want to book three family sessions, you should probably update social media at least once a day. You could be taking photos at your son's soccer game, and then you could send pictures to the team parents and also say that you are booking family sessions. You can advertise in your local PTA bulletin. You could be updating new photos to Facebook and a folder at least twice a week. Like these are just small examples of what needs to be done. But once you've outlined how to get what you want, you'll get it. It is not enough, my friends, to cross your fingers and hope that you book three family photo sessions. It's not enough to cross your fingers and hope that you're going to get the thing you want in your business. No, your actions must map your aspirations because when you know what you want and you've outlined how to get what you want, you'll get it. So speaking of getting what you want, I said that my goal for 2020 is to double my business. And this is a lofty goal and expectation, but it's not as lofty as one might think because I have been doubling my business virtually every year that I've been in business, which is crazy, right? How can one be doubling their business year over year over year? Well, it started off with this idea, a goal, I figured out how I wanted to get the goal and then I got it because my actions mapped my aspirations. And I don't know about you, but if you would like the goal of doubling your business in 2020, I would love to invite you to my upcoming 60 minute masterclass, how to double your business without losing your time or strategy. Yes, I want that. Do we not all want that? Because when it comes to setting goals, we want to be able to achieve goals that don't allow us to lose ourselves in the process. I'm gonna double my business without losing my time or my sanity. And how am I gonna do this? Well, in this class, I'm gonna be spilling the tea and sharing all my secrets to how to get clear on who exactly your ideal customers are and what makes them tick. So then when you know who they are, you can then get real authentic engagement on your social media posts because you're creating stuff that they really want to talk back to, vote on polls, like, share with friends, save those posts. Also in this class, I'm gonna show you how to create an easy system of content ideas so you never run out of things to post and you have a steady flow of customers all day every day. And lastly, we're going to be talking about staying consistent on social media, even when life doesn't seem Instagrammable. This jam-packed class is exactly what you need to double your business this year. To save your seat for this free masterclass, head to jasminestar.com forward slash 2020. Okay. So friend, it is time to wrap up this episode as I'm sure you're bursting with excitement to goal set to your heart's content. I am 
so incredibly excited for what 2020 has in store, not just for myself and my business, but for how I can serve you in the next 12 months. You are the reason I do what I do. You empower me to stand in my purpose. So thank you for being here. From the bottom of my heart, I want to wish you a happy new year filled with love, joy, and peace. So go out and chase those big dreams of yours, and I will see you back here on the Jasmine Star Show or in my upcoming masterclass. Mm-hmm.